contribution to Cape Crisis. A Charlie Brown impression right off the bat. I can't stand it. Was well, the show started? Oh, it started, Hank. What? No, shut up. All right. Hey. <laughs> uh, it's clobbering time on podcast form. Mm-hmm. Hey, everybody. This is Cape Crisis, episode six. Uh, crazy, huh? Uh, we're not into this Crazy. bi-weekly bullshit, Elston. What? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah, weekly. Like it's weekly, been six weeks. Weekly's where it's at. It's crazy. No, I did that for six months and it was exhausting. Also, yeah. when you edit your own show and post it yourself, Henry, you'll see. Moving on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, how's everybody doing? Yeah. Uh, what are you playing? Um, oh, wait, well, hey, wait, I should introduce myself. Please. This is Henry Gilbert with the Twitter handle. Hold on. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Let me. Let me nope. Okay. Nope. H e n e r e y g. It's Henry Gilbert, and uh, <laughs> with me is a regular co-host, uh, man about town. Do Do you want me to say my name? Yeah. No, you say my name, then Chris I say my catchphrase. Antista. Yeah, but ever do? I'm talking to you, Chris Antista, <laughs> on the microphone. Antista. Hopefully, this. Hopefully, you didn't spoil a joke in another podcast. <laughs> Chris, and, Chris uh, Larry Antista. And then one of the uh, the first guest and most often guest, uh, <laughs> most often guest. <laughs> most often guest, it's uh, Brad Elston. Hi, hey Brad, uh, how's it going? It's been a little while since you were on Cape. I guess. <laughs> Let me ask you this: What up, my nigga? Uh, uh, come on now, <laughs> come on. Right, I, I saw from the R and everything. Uh, this, you guys, it's Henry, he's editing. What do you care? It's endearing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. So, uh, it's been an exciting week. Well, to be honest, uh, this is recording a little earlier than we normally do. So, if you uh, answer a question, answer our question of the week, which will come later in the show, uh, a little later in the week, you might not be on here, but I still read all of them. Um, but so, uh, as usual, we talk about news first, and then mm-hmm. we go on our co- topic of the week. So, first up in the old news bucket. This is brought to you by Henry's Windows Phone 7. Yes. yes. I'm going to turn this down. So you don't hear the so what do you going to do when Windows 8 comes out? Mm-hmm. I'm a, I mean, you know. Or I'll just this get a new, new chocolate version. Mm-hmm. I'm on Mango now. Mm-hmm. I wish there's no Marvel. There is a Comixology map and, uh, uh, app, but no Marvel app. I did get a new I got an iPad this week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. For the first time. I'd been fighting it for two years and then uh, finally decided I would get one, mainly because of my comic book situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess you, I won't step on your news just yet. Yeah. Talk, the, the, but you, you mentioned the app, and I did finally get in the Marvel app and uh, downloaded one comic book mm-hmm. on the internet. And Crazy. it wasn't the worst thing I've ever done. <laughs> Well, that'll be a perfect thing to talk about after the break. Later. Mm. Uh, All right. First off, um, so have you guys heard about Michael Bay working on a Ninja Turtles movie? I loved, first of all, the thing he said and then his response. Calm down, you babies. Just because everything's not like you always thought it was doesn't mean it's going to be bad. So what happened is, um, so Michael Bay, because he's a great film director and creative person. Very, very good at uh, heralding things we loved as children and young adults and bringing them into uh, the Destroyer of Dreams. So he directed the Transformers films with Steven Spielberg producing. Now he Mm -hmm. is executive producing the Ninja Turtles movie, that somebody else is directing. Oof. And so it's been revealed that um, that apparently the turtles will be aliens from an alien race, <sighs> and that explains why they look like giant turtles. 
Whereas and mutating and instead of mutating, didn't. I, part of me is like, is torn on it. With the obvious, the obvious arguments here, which is just, yeah. So they're changing something. It's no less plausible than radioactive gel yeah. turns a rhino man into a rhino into a. I disagree. It's like they're both equally absurd, but it's also like, but then at the same time, it's like, but why? Mm-hmm. What about this angle makes it, it a better story? Overcomplicate things, oh, really. So they're from space, mm-hmm. which I'm guessing would revolve around a different sun, <laughs> and therefore have a different time schedule. <sighs> How are they teenagers? Well, that's so, the oh, other thing. That... They're from they're from space. How mm-hmm. are they mutants? No, they're from somewhere else. Well, we would who train them. them as ninjas? We would call them those things. How, why are they? If they're not from they're from space, they're not. Fucking turtles. Well, let me also say it negates the entire thing of what you bought, of what you paid for. Well, what that's a, what we would like when the police see them. They'd be like, "Man, that's some teenage mutant, <laughs> yes, ninja yes. turtle." Yeah, where are you going there, Stumpy? Well, turtle? that's one of the other rumors is that um, that it's being called like internally just Ninja Turtles, and that they might have just like to simplify things and to not have like so. Then I mean, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is an awesome name, mm-hmm. but and we grew up with it. But it was Eastman and Laird named it that because it started yeah. as a parody comic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were making fun of Teen Titans mm-hmm. and mutants in the X-Men. Yeah. So they were and then teenage, the ninja, the ninja, the ninja thing was the hand, was so the hand were, from Daredevil. Yeah. <laughs> and they were just, but you're saying they're essentially just, at the end of the day, they're big turtles who fight. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the fact, the Teenage Mutant, it maybe isn't the most necessary information Mm. But that's what people know the name of the thing is. Well, it's also but. true that, like, as a kid, when I would talk to them, I would say Ninja Turtles. I didn't say Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. True, but I, I also, when I, as I grew older, TMNT, said yeah. that shit. Yeah, that's for sure. It makes me wonder with the, you know, they did the uh, they did the most recent Ninja Turtles movie was TMNT. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it was because, like, the executive producer said, oh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is so unwieldy. Like, we can't have that be the name of our movie. It's just weird that they would would think, like, all this stuff has to change, and it's like, well, you know, it already did blow up with an entire generation with that unwieldy Mm -hmm. name that was, it's just so hard to market. It's like, it worked on me and everyone I knew for five years. I would say multiple generations at this point. Like, it's worked on multiple generations. And I think the reason, the real reason why they're changing, like, this doesn't make any sense, says the guy who produces a lot of movies but doesn't know anything about Ninja Turtles. And he thinks he can humanize them to an audience that hasn't yet accepted them. So he's going to make them aliens. Well, this just, makes more sense to me. It just does. It what, just, a rat? So basically, so you can turn them into Transformers. Sort of. Look, they're aliens. Yeah. They just they drop down. They have fun spaceships. Uh, kids will buy those toys. And, yeah, and that's yeah, yeah, explain why. Plus, they weren't they accurate to the origins of the fucking Transformers, which was like really they needed a goddamn were, change? Uh, accurate, yeah. I will, give, I will give them that. They did not shy away from the absurdity of the Transformers. Yes. Well, so why is Ninja Turtles in like a little bit of four baby turtles? It's like sucking down a big pile of ooze. Yeah, like why? Like, why is yeah. that? Crazy. That's what I don't get is why they feel the need to, the need to change it. It's like yeah. mm-hmm. I mean at the end of the day, like I'll probably cringe a little at the beginning. I, one, I probably will not see this movie. So I you, oh, you, I'll make sure both of you see it. Um, I still have not seen two and three Transformers. That's like, what we're doing tonight. What's funny that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the uh, like the first movie from the nineties, mm-hmm. is actually very like accurate to the Eastman and Laird books. It's like, very and it's actually a kids movie to me that holds up. Like you know why? Yeah. I tell think, you why. I was watching a documentary last night, Jim Henson. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jim Henson. Oh, oh well, yeah, I'm, I'm giving him full credit for the Ninja Turtles, yeah. the first Ninja Turtles movie. Uh, uh, I mean, yeah, it's it's got some cheesy parts, and it's definitely a kids movie. But like, mm-hmm. it's not a dumbed down kids movie. And like, the second and third one go that route. But like, yeah. the first the first movie is like that's as like 
you know, hmm. respectful of its audience as you'll ever get for a Ninja Turtles movie. And I think it was also like slightly due to um, budgetary concerns. Like they go to a forest and the, uh, they go to yeah, a well, the TMNT, house in the woods for the, a while. The TMNT yeah. world is like a dingy world and yeah. a gross and like. Uh, showing how shitty New York is, you know? Mm-hmm. But uh, then in the second one, like, no, things are, like, more colorful. and It's because the cartoon life of its own at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. They were developing the movie, the first live-action movie, like, they definitely were doing it in the shadow of the cartoon, but they took it yeah. more seriously. They took it more closer to the Well, to meanwhile, the in the cartoon, they, like, all they did was throw nets on people and have terrible <laughs> jokes. Like, oh, no, I, I know Michelangelo used his nunchucks to great aplomb several times. <laughs> To trip, after to while, trip people running away. After a while, they just gave him a grappling hook. Yeah, when I went it. when I went to CBS, they got rid of the nunchucks, and he got a grappling hook. Because I bet, Are you oh, serious? kids, kids tend to have nunchucks and whack their that little brother did. in the head. Oh, man. Of course I did. You know who took the biggest advantage of that? Fucking Fairgrounds. Fairgrounds oh, yeah. were selling yeah. oh, like, yeah. like cheap-ass nunchucks. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, a fellow chucker, huh? God, that movie's so good. But you know, if Michael Bay like had Superman's exactly. origin, like... Two decades. If Superman was only two decades old instead of seventy years old, like mm. if he was making another Superman movie, like yeah, this is so complicated. Krypton, playing all that. Dumb I would crap. have much rather see Michael Bay. I, I remember somebody had written about that that he should take it. Just if he's gonna, that's the kind of American mythology he can. Yeah. He could benefit. He could benefit. No, there's never been a good. I'm I'm doubting how good Snyder's gonna do with Superman. Oh, it's gonna be terrible. Does he, that come out this year or next year? Next year, oh, Man wow. of Steel. Ugh. Wow, I, yeah. I'm hoping it's we're all just completely surprised. Like we've just yeah. we expect it's going to be bad for like two, three years straight, and then it comes out. And it's like holy crap. Well, the only saving grace is like executive producing it. So right, my my hope is that he can go like that's stupid. You're not doing that. Yeah. Nope, wow. that's dumb too. But then again, Christopher Nolan like is a is a great, great, great filmmaker. But I'm I'm. That's why Michael Bay, if he took over Superman, like Superman should be bright and colorful, yeah. not yeah. like not all this marooned sadness. Yeah, I hope yeah. they don't go that route with Superman. Um, all right, because Superman Returns itself was just too mopey. Like it's super, such a sad, sad man. On top of being a garbage movie, right, but wow. look up. I wanted, I really wanted to see where Ninja Turtles was filmed for the most part because, like, I know uh, there's a couple thing. shots in New York. Uh-huh. Goes to see Critters, comes out of the theater. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I just looked at, like, mostly North Carolina. North Carolina? North Carolina. I would guess, like, the plan, hmm. that's probably North Carolina, and, the, of course, the house in the woods. That house in the woods, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, like, really struck me as a kid in the Midwest, like, just some house somewhere with a bunch of wilderness around it. Like, that's, that's kind of I what I lived in. Mm-hmm. Like, there was, nearest neighbor is quite a ways away, and I have to get on a and bike a, to get there. In a great Photoshop setting. Oh, and but, uh, We're working the sprites art, nearest neighbor. So. Uh, we'll get you there every time. So apparently, uh, to like inside, I guess I East, missed the key. Eastman is nearest neighbor. It's the setting in your Photoshop. Now. Neighbor, there. Man, got it. You're welcome. Jeez. You're welcome. God, I really had to what a lot of that was a lot of hoops. <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna say Holcomb. Um, so at Eastman though has said like, hey guys, no, I've seen stuff you haven't seen about the movie. With entities, give it a chance. Well, meanwhile, Laird who is not working on the movie as much as Eastman, I think. One of them, like, totally bought out, didn't they? They're just, like, done with it. Yeah, Laird is the one who's on the outside. At best, he said, like, hey, let's not dismiss it already, guys. You haven't seen the movie. No, I thought one of them was, like, completely done with Ninja Turtles. No, he is. Well, then the next thing he said was, like, after he was telling people not to freak out too much, then... And he, the next thing he said was like, let me clarify, though, that I think this is unnecessary and needless. Like, they don't, it is, they don't it need is. to do this. 
Like I, I don't like I'm not inherently against like you know like change. Yeah, I'm not at all. Like the ultimate comics, the original purpose was to like completely shake things up. I felt that eventually mm-hmm. it got too safe and just started falling on a lot of the same tropes as the yeah. regular Marvel universe when it's like, no, you should have just made it like unrecognizable. Like it mm-hmm. like this, the hero should not have been the same. I know you but it's like trying to be a balance of familiar and not too off that way you don't alienate the people who were going to buy the comic anyway. But Ninja Turtles is like it's not that precious. Kind no, of thing. Really, like, yeah, yeah, I loved it as a kid, but like, it's not like Spider Man or something where like we're gonna change the origin of Spider. It's not like, yeah, they can change Spider Man, but even the Ultimate version was like, yeah, radioactive spider and he got bit. It's like it's just close enough that I don't really care. But Ninja Turtles is like, what about the original origin was getting in the way of a new generation liking it? It just needs the right vehicle. Yeah, and whether or not, it just yeah. it, I agree. It just to seem kind of needless. That said, like. If that's What's just the pretty? if that's just like the establishing part, and they get on Earth and they just fight the Foot Clan or they fight Shredder or mm-hmm. whatever it is, it's like okay, fine. Then maybe yeah, the movie can still be good. I don't know, but I thought part of it was not all Michelangelo, but the Michelangelo attitude. They all seem to have earthly personalities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, I think well, that's why. Well, they I hope they don't land here and then become obsessed with pop culture yes, or some that's crap. The, but and like, it, and if this is your idea, then make your own fucking property. Why yeah. did you buy this? Yeah. Well, that's not how they make movies in Hollywood these days. You don't <laughs> think of new qualities. Let's yeah. move on. I wish Gallagher still owned the Ninja Turtles. Uh, speaking what? of speaking of movies, uh, just a quick thing that the um, apparently. It's been confirmed that Thor will not wear his helmet in uh, the Avengers. Uh, yep. Yeah. Why? I mean, he barely wore it in Thor. Is it some uh, old rights from an Avengers no, babysitting? Just, it looks silly. <laughs> it oh. does look silly. I liked in the movie the first real time you see Thor in the Thor film. Mm-hmm. He is wearing the helmet. Mm-hmm. But then they basically imply, like, oh, this is for special occasions. Right. It's uh, a very ceremonial yeah, helmet. I'm yeah. fine with that. Like, mm-hmm. I, it's again, like, little changes like that, I'm, I'm fine with because you have to make concessions. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have a problem like, oh, and his mask is different because it's... But if he wasn't from Asgard and it wasn't about him having to deal with his father and learn humility, like, that's intrinsic to Thor. If they left that alone, that would have been a lot worse. Yeah, which is like the X-Men costumes for the the 2000 movie from Bryan Singer. It's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, they did look totally Matrixed out and it's all black leather, but it's like, you can have Wolverine have giant mask... Spikes. Yes. And oh, he makes a joke about it. Yeah, he makes a joke about it. But like, but like I watch it now. Watch it now. I mean, there's a lot of things dated about the movie, and those costumes are definitely one of them. Yeah, like the, the shiny leather, yeah, skin tight. Like just, it looks like four inches of fucking leather it's, that they're wearing. It's thick, and and you realize there's not that many fight scenes because there's nothing they could do with their bodies yeah. in those costumes. Yeah, yeah, they were sweating to death. That's mm-hmm. why Wolverine has much cooler fights in a tank top. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> in a plaid shirt. Yeah, that's and mm-hmm. the second one, yeah, everything is much smoother and smaller, and they mm-hmm. hardly ever wear that stuff. And then Wolverine has an amazing fight in the beginning. Yeah. Even Cyclops' visor is way smaller. Man, mm-hmm. I can't, I cannot get over the beginning of X two. Jesus Christ, so that, that is so great. Yeah, so pumped. Um, let's see. Also, uh, they put out another image of the lizard, like a poster of the lizard really? and Spider Man. And uh, what? I gotta see this. Uh, All right, it's g- it's on any cool news you can see it. But it I looks, just it looks too. I still more, don't like the lizard design. But uh, I don't, I don't yeah. know what I would have been happy with if it's. I'm happy the lizard is in there. I just Good want, job, Kurt. Maybe it's harder to like. Maybe it's harder to give lines if he had alligator jaws, but sure. like. It's just this weird Voldemort face. I just, somebody, yeah. somebody point. I don't know if you were here. We discussed this. Somebody put a picture of the new lizard next oh. to a Goomba from Super Mario Brothers movie, and yeah, it's, can't mm-hmm. can't see anything else. Ever. But also, just that he's naked. Like, 
I, you know, purple pants look silly, but just give him a lab coat. Like, the lab coat is a cool visual. Lab coat is a cool visual. The lizard in a tattered lab coat, like, represents his humanity that he left behind. I don't even think and, of the pants, to be totally honest. The lab coat does it. Yeah, no, me. all they need is a lab coat. Yeah, but, lab coat and basically Hulk purple pants is kind of weird. Yeah, the Hulk but, purple pants. Yeah, I'm silly. looking at this picture now, and it's, it is, like... Yeah, he does. They, the art, the author makes a point. Like he looks like Jerry from Enemy Mine. Like that's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. Like it, mm-hmm. it is. Like it's, it's, it looks like a lizard man. Yes, but it's too man lizard. Mm-hmm. It's not lizard man. It's, it's that's a human. That's a man. That's not. If the mutation was so far that he grew a tail and saws, and he didn't get a snout. <laughs> no, he still no. has a human face. Yeah, like that that, mm-hmm. ugh, that just bothers. Also, I, a lizard is like one of my favorite. Like. As a kid, it's one of the simplest things to get. Mm-hmm. It's like a dinosaur man. He looks really cool. That's mm-hmm. it. He's just a lizard man. He's so got as, a cool tail. He's going to whip spider. Yep. And then like... Holy shit, I do not like that at all. He just looked really cool as in, in that state. And this is just like... I can see his whole area. Yeah. I no, like everything else. Like, I love, like, I, love the, the, like, I love the pose that he's in. I love pose and stuff like that. all looks perfect. But that head is just completely wrong. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but yeah, Spider-Man fighting a naked lizard man the whole movie it just seems so lame. Eh. Yeah. Oh, well. But, uh, I mean, yeah, they could also be going more for, like, the lizard's first appearance. So much of a snout. Yeah. But I know they're not doing that. They're doing that because no. they want to show the actor's face. Yeah. I could get that from the director's standpoint. He's like, I can't have him act and I then, agree. like, later have a CGI mount, like, alligator mouth snapping up and down every time he says something. I agree because he, he does talk. Yeah. So it would be tough. I wanted to, can I bring that up super? That I was looking over the IMDb page and who's playing uh, the Parkers or yeah. Uncle, Uncle Benjamin mm-hmm. and just how, how, man. how legitimate, well, how legitimate that these films have become in like the last 10 years. Oh, yeah. Whereas because like, you know, relative nobody's played them before. Kevin Costner is now Pa Kent. Yeah. Uh, oh, I forgot that. Yeah. yeah. Like even, even the small roles, like just thinking of like how Morgan Freeman is like not even used in Batman that much. Mm-hmm. But he... He's a great character. He's a great actor taking up the role of this great character. Yeah, it should and be Michael Caine. Michael Caine, mastermind. <laughs> Some people just want to watch the podcast, bro. <laughs> I like the one in the in the Dark Knight uh, Rises clip mm-hmm. or the preview. Like your parents tasked me to take care of you, and I, and I did not let them down. And I haven't. Haven't. <laughs> That's right. That's... Uh, I can't, I'm looking forward to that movie more than any other movie. Ever. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, and, uh, I mean, I realize I just said, like, oh, you got to make changes for things to make it make sense in a movie. Oh, yeah. And then I'm like, this stupid lizard doesn't look like a dumb alligator head. Uh-huh. But at the, but I, I feel this is different somehow. Sure. Like, it, the lizard face. I just okay. Something about it does not... No, it's very... Dis- it doesn't look like the lizard anymore at all. It's just... It looks, dis- it looks disconnected. The head looks separate from the body, and it's mm-hmm. really weird. Because the, li- the body is total lizard man. Mm-hmm. Like... Has the belly, the coloration of a lizard. Mm-hmm. The tail is huge, and then yeah, and he's a naked lizard. Man. Yeah. Oh well. Anyway, um, the rest of the movie I think looks pretty good. Uh, I do like I, I do him. like Spider-Man's costume in that though. I like the the redesign. I like it. I like it. I love it. I hope I, like I hope it. he gets to make it this time. Yeah. Uh, but all right. Uh, last bit of news is that um, well, one other quick thing I want to touch on. Apparently, they're killing off Star Wars comics. Who cares? Yeah. I'm betting by well, it's the it. I think it's called like Boba Fett's dead, or it's a, it's a mini series. It's starting of like, no, this is Boba Fett. He's been shot in the face. He's dead. Like it's hard. we should we should go through that whole and see how canonically in other mediums how many Star Star Wars characters are 
Chewbacca's so, the only one. That, well, oh, Chewbacca's dead. Yeah. Uh, Han Solo's probably dead. He's old in some yeah. future. Oh, one of well, I know one of uh, the Solo children. Solo, the Solos had two uh, twins. One That's of them's true. dead. Wait, wait, there was something fascinating though. I read about the two, the Solo people, the Solos. Uh, this kids. is really stupid. I, what? I, I hate, I hate the book mythology. <laughs> I love it because one of them, it was another Darth Vader situation with yeah. Han's kids. I read one Star Wars book that was a lot of fun, which was the Tales of the Bounty Hunters, which... Yeah, that was a nice... Your love for the N64 game? It went down the list of all the Bounty Hunters from Empire and told all their stories, and then they all snake together of, like, how they all meet on that bridge. Like, they all (laughs) all start, like, from that point and go off, and it's like... Like IG eighty eight becomes the, sin- the the Death Star, mm-hmm. like he is he downloads himself into the core. So at the end of Jedi, like when you go watch the movie, all I can think is like IG eighty eight is now like has just downloaded himself, and he's like, I will now take over the, <laughs> and he dies. Um, and then Dengar is like the saddest old mm. fuck. Just doesn't. Ugh, it's so sad. I love the namings of like the the non movie characters. Whenever I pick up those books, oh, it's. I am gasp move more. Uh, <laughs> it's always somebody with like a comic book explanation. Oh, long it, snoot. It, long <laughs> snoot. And then it's something that describes what they are. Yeah. I haven't watched it yet, but did you see that uh, Darth Maul came back on the Clone Wars no. cartoon? Yeah. He had robot legs because, uh, you know, he lost the... Why, doesn't, why didn't the legs survive and they built a robo-top? <laughs> <laughs> why doesn't that ever happen? They only has a big fight with Obi-Wan to get his revenge. I love that the... They, they he can... also has a Darth Maul as a brother, too. I love... What? Bro-Maul? <laughs> Maul it. Maul-Darth. Maul-Darth. So I love the idea that they have enough... Chris, mm-hmm. I really wish you had a Maul-It sound effect for the Maul-It. Maul-It! Maul-It! The barbecue oh. sauce. Anyway, anyway, I just love that they have the technology. Yes, we can build him robot legs, but putting those regular legs back on him—that's too complicated. <laughs> Connecting all those veins—that's yes. really tough. They were cleanly sliced and cauterized. I'm aware of yes, this, but but, um, but wiring his spine back into a pair of robot legs—that or all the stuff that like they cut him in the middle, like he lost his entrails. If his biology is human biology, then he lost a lot more than legs. Yeah, seen. But I'm yeah. guess, I guess, like, if you were just waist down, it's like, all your vitals are still there. Like, maybe, just plug yeah. you into some legs and or some treads, maybe, and Meh. turn him into a, a reaver from the X-Men. I, I never got Boba Fett, why everybody thought he was so awesome. I, uh, my, mm-hmm. aunt, I grew up he with... He looks really cool. Well, he was awesome because he, he was mysterious cool. once upon a time. I grew, I, well, I grew up mm-hmm. not re-watching Empire all the time. I grew up, I grew up in a time where the year Empire came out. Mm-hmm. I grew up watching Jedi. Me too. Uh and my gra- my aunt would buy me all these shitty extra characters as action figures. Mm-hmm. So everybody who gets eaten at, around that Sarlacc, everybody who dies around that Sarlacc, pretend to realize that was the only characters I owned <laughs> action figures for. And one of them was Boba Fett, who I assume was just some guy who ate shit uh, mm. as a result of being around the Sarlacc pit. Didn't had no idea that the rest of the internet cared about who he was. I knew his fucking name. I had his action figure. Mm-hmm. Did not know he mattered at all. I don't know. He dies so quickly, though. Like it's the three, the speculation, the speculation period, period happened outside of the fiction. Yeah, it was our speculation, not yeah. not not. But then well, my then, problem was like that. Then influenced the movies such that when you get to episode two, and it's like, hey, all the stormtroopers are Jango Fett's clone. <laughs> no, yeah. they're not. They were never that. Don't well, believe it, for a second that that was Lucas's plan. Oh, it was it, just so you could get Boba Fett or. Django Fett, I'm sorry, in a movie and have him fly around in the Slave One and sell more toys. Like, that's it. That's well, the reason why. Well, when it started, 
I feel like it started with them shoving <sighs> Boba Fett into the uh, into the episode uh, into the original Star Wars special edition. Mm-hmm. Like he's just standing around. Too. He's standing around with Jabba in the Jabba Han scene, which oh, is wow. awful. Yeah, just yeah. the worst it's thing I've ever seen. So bad. He steps on his fucking tail. I'm telling you, Jabba. Look, Jabba. Listen, I got. Well, the I, I just explained it to Grievo in the last scene where we didn't fire. <laughs> yeah, uh, like. Hey, like Han, like Han is acting weird. Like he's been, like he's just directed wrong in the scene, and but then in the scene, like Boba Fett's there, and he's the last person to leave the screen, and he looks at the camera. I yes. swear, he looks at the camera. He's like, "That's right, guys. I am Boba Fett, and I'm here. Aren't I cool?" It's just, it's too. You're fucking with it too much. Just let it go. You mm. made a good piece of art. Now stop it. Mm. Uh, if, you... if it were a painting, it would be unintelligible by now. <laughs> Let's go back every six years, put another brush stroke on there. Yeah, ah, and you've made a completely black rectangle at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Did you read? I read um, this interesting article. This guy saying it was the right. The, he found the right order to watch the Star Wars films. Oh, I did. I did watch that. To, I did. Or, yeah. The, so the guy, uh, some people had suggested that you wa- uh, the, a new way of watching the series in in order, mm-hmm. or the right way to introduce it to a new a yeah. new viewer. And so the new way they say to do it, this guy's had a very convincing argument for watching episode four, episode five, two and three, and then two and three, and then six. Yeah, episode one you don't even one, watch. One not at all because one it, not at all. One doesn't do. It doesn't no. do anything. Says, it's the only thing he. The guy says the only thing that is missing is like, well, when you see Watto in two, and they talk about how his mom was a slave, and they go to Tatooine, that may confuse you somewhat. But that is it. Yeah, you mm-hmm. don't need to know. Qui Gon Jinn is barely mentioned. Like Qui Gon is mentioned twice mm-hmm. in the whole films. Like he's pointless. Darth Maul is pointless. Darth Sidious like sucks. Yeah, like. Yes, yeah. It's much better to just watch. And so, like they say, you know, you watch four and five, they introduce you to the world, and then yeah. you find out, wait, he's Luke's dad? Yeah. Then you get mm-hmm. basically an extended flashback right. uh, in two and three that shows you how he became Darth Vader. And then you watch six and wrap it all up. Yep. I, I, I imagine watching um, <laughs> shit. Even Reven- I- Revenge and Jedi together. Yeah, those that, would work. It's, that, those that are probably good work. companions. A, Even I though think. I've those are still terrible you should still i think you can skip them but i mean and then and then the guy says and if the person you watched those star wars films with then wants more star wars you're like well there was this other thing too you can watch episode one if you want to like see that universe more but right you don't really it's it's side stuff episode one is not necessary yeah it is just like it makes no sense because in the second movie is like Okay, so the first movie, not, we established nothing about Anakin, mm-hmm. which was what the purpose of the trilogy he's is. He's a really good racer. Mm-hmm. It's like, he's a good pilot. Okay, that mm-hmm. doesn't really come up again. <laughs> and, it's mm. All right, we have talked way too much about that. All right, so... Yeah, yeah, ta- um, I, I, would like to, I would actually like what, to never talk about Star Wars again. Whatever you say, bro Buffett. Let's move uh, on. Uh, last thing in the news that we'll just segue into the next segment is that uh, Avengers vs. X-Men Zero comes out this week, and it's the start of a big crossover versus Hero versus Hero. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty interested in it. Why, and, Why uh, are they fighting? Uh, the Phoenix. The Phoenix Force is coming back to Earth. The X-Men want to keep the Phoenix safe because they're like, no, this this will be the... This could be the rebirth of the mutant race after M-Day. Okay. While, meanwhile, the Avengers are like, this is an, 
a planet-killing force that could kill everyone. No. So it's Jean Grey coming back, or is it just the Phoenix Force? It's the back? Phoenix Force. The Phoenix Force has had lots of owners, so right. Because not... I remember buying like an 06 uh, Phoenix End song, uh-huh. which was done by the art by Greg Land, and it's a beautiful book. And I remember it was Jean Grey like trying to come back. I think. Right. I haven't read it in since it's, then. But. It's quite possible Jean could come back. But, <laughs> I mean, is uh, she still dead right now? I don't she even is know. still dead. She <laughs> has been still been dead. I think that's what it was. The Phoenix Force came back and reanimated her body or something mm-hmm. in this end song. And it's just a one comic trade. And it's not big. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was called End Song. Yeah, the artist is amazing. Uh, Greg Land. Well, we will talk more about verses in general when we come back from the break. And also your question, answers to last week's question week. So see you on the other side. I do, I do, I do, that fool. Busting your bubble, that's what we do. Hey everybody, thanks for listening to Cape Crisis, uh, our sixth episode, can you believe it's six already? Uh, just want to say that this uh, podcast comes to you via lasertimepodcast.com, or you can find us on hulkdick.com as well. Uh, while you're there, why not stop by the forums, and the, uh, especially the comic discussion section, which has tons of posts about comic books and previous episodes of Cape Crisis, all that. Uh, and, you know, while you're at Laser Time, maybe you could donate. There's a little donate button on the side. Whatever you can to help keep this podcast network going. Uh, also, though, if you don't uh, want to donate but you feel like buying stuff on Amazon, you'll find many helpful Amazon links on there. Just buy something. It's no extra charge to you through buying through the links, but it throws a little something our way. You'll see multiple links on the uh, stories, uh, the post for this podcast on the site. Uh, also, if you subscribe on iTunes, you know, maybe leave an iTunes review. Maybe give us five stars on the iTunes review. That's really helpful. Same with the Zoom Marketplace. We're on there, too. Reviews are always helpful there as well. Uh, by the way, if you like this, you know, every uh, once a week I post something on lasertimepodcast.com. Uh, last weekend I posted a Superman vs. Hulk video that was, I think, pretty awesome. Uh, and uh, you'll just keep seeing more stuff from me as it goes. Lastly, the real point of the middle section of this is my suggestion of the week, Tank's Corner. So this, <laughs> so this week's is Desolation Jones. Uh, it's a little weird, a little strange, and if, uh, if it's too R-rated for you, don't let your mom find it. But it's by it's written by Warren Ellis with art by J.H. Williams III, who's an amazing artist. It takes place in uh, it's sort of sci-fi. Takes place in L.A., but if L.A. was an open-air prison for former secret agents, uh, Desolation Jones is a, like a scarred, ashen, weird guy who's crazy and doesn't sleep. And it's just such an interesting, like film noir kind of detective story. It's it's a great it's a great read. So you'll find a link to that. On the Cape Crisis number six post on lasertimepodcast.com slash hulkdick.com. It could be hulkdick either. All right, uh, back to the show.
big Jim Walker, he was shooting son of a gun. Yeah, he's big and dumb as a man can come, but he's stronger than a country horse. And when the bad folks all get together at night, you know they all call big Jim Ball just because. And they say you don't tug on Superman's cape. You don't speed into the wind. You don't pull a mask off that old Lone Ranger. And you don't mess around with Jim. Hey, welcome back. Second segment. Cape Crisis. Hulk Dick. I don't think I've said Hulk Dick yet in this episode. I knew we were missing something with that. HulkDick.com. Speaking of the Hulk, you know, um, Mm. if you go to lasertimepodcast.com, you'll see I posted a story this week on on Superman versus the Hulk, which is... um, That's pretty crazy. Yeah, the video, I did it because um, this guy put out the second part of his, of like this super professional CG video mm-hmm. of Superman fighting the Hulk and Superman looks just like Christopher Reeves and the Hulk looks a lot like the Incredible Hulk movie Hulk so Norton um, not Bonner yeah <laughs> but uh, the fight is amazing like the fight is incredible to look at and goes like how a comic fan would make it happen like mm-hmm. Superman is being really smart and keeping Hulk at a distance with his Heat vision sometimes. He's moving much faster than him. But then when Hulk is able to grab him and get mm-hmm. Superman to stay still, Hulk just starts pounding the crap out of Superman. <laughs> yeah. That's why I like. I, oh, God. Oh, it's a great looking fight. Wanted to, you know, wanted to get into the Hulk reboot. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Did you say he was rebooting number one or something like that? Oh, well, yeah. They, uh, there was a link to the uh, first collection of it. But, yeah, the Hulk. Uh, Hulk's not out till June. Yeah, well, the first couple issues are out now. Mark Silvestri drew it, written by Jason Aaron, huh. but uh, Hulk and Hulk and Banner are like separate now. It's really weird. Like, it's, uh, yeah, I, I, I haven't read it. I'm definitely going to read it, but I'm um, I'm waiting for the trade guy these days. Mm. Um, uh, so this week or last week's question. Uh, that we talked about was print versus digital. Where do you stand? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you mean the uh, wild talked about it last week saying that I think uh, we ultimately came down to a mix of both. You know, we really like, I still like the feel of a print mm-hmm. comic in my hand, but uh, when you're at work and you want to, it's Henry, your phone is right up to the, when you're at work and you don't want to go to the comic book store after work, maybe mm-hmm. just download it off the, your office's Wi-Fi. And yeah. How do you feel, Brett? Well, I mean, I, I yeah. just did get uh, an iPad, as I mentioned earlier. because Partly sexy iPad. Partly uh, because I'm like, I need a digital solution because my comics, like... You you got your iPad yesterday, and I walked into the Apple store as an excuse to saying I want to read more comics but don't want to create the pile of comics. Yeah. I think I can justify getting the new iPad HD, which is super sexy. I just yeah. wanted to point that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you have a Kindle Fire. It's a, Kindle no, Fire is no. a good thing to read on. <laughs> It's not pretty yeah, the, retina screen. The thing I'd been waiting forever was that Marvel was still wasn't going day and date with all its comics. So it's like, yeah. well, until you do that, I'm not going to like just pick randomly at what you decide gets to go up. Like mm-hmm. either do it like because DC committed early, mm-hmm. and, but I'm like, well, I don't read a lot of DC stuff, and I, don't, I also don't have a thing to read all those digital comics on, so I don't really care. But now that I, I it was like, you know what, Marvel's doing it and DC are doing it, so I'll, I'll, you know, I'll do this. So I've only bought one comic, and it was Daredevil number eight. Uh, the Mark Wade new new stuff, and that's only because I quit reading Daredevil after mm. seven years or whatever because I didn't like what Diggle did with it and where he took it. Diggle done bad, <laughs> so I, I jumped out of that after reading it for years and loving everything Bendis and uh, Brubaker did with it. Um, 
And then you let me the trade of the first six, I guess, of the yeah, New Daredevil. Yeah, the first six issues of New Daredevil, yeah. which is uh, changes, written by Mark Wade. Yeah, and Wade is always good. Like, And it changed the tone of it quite a bit, but it's like mm. it needed to get out of the complete down spiral that it was in. After a decade of darkness and yeah. making Daredevil as unhappy and yeah. miserable as he could be. Yeah, it's still absolutely worth reading, but after, yeah, almost a decade of reading, you're like, I could use a shakeup. Mm-hmm. But then the thing that pissed me off was I'm still reading Amazing, and I, I love Black Cat, especially when she's done not, like, just tits hanging out of her shirt and actually having a purpose in the story. Right. It's like, mm-hmm. I... I know you want to draw for a male audience, but we're not just nonstop masturbating goons <laughs> who just want to like, oh, girl, fat, fat. Like, eventually, them... there's a refractory period. Yes, when you're reading the comic. <laughs> it's like just give the women something to like. Don't make them just slut it up and like, ugh, it just grates on my nerves. And this and this issue of Amazing had Black Cat in it and with a, a Daredevil crossover. I was like, oh, wow. And the artist, I don't know who the artist was. Humberto Ramos did the cover, mm-hmm. but I don't think he did the internal art. Well, because Humberto is, airs on the other side of drawing Well, his Black cover Cat. art of Black Cat is really good. Uh, I think true. it was Ramos. No, that might not have been Ramos. Not, I, think. I think it was. I, who cares? This is a bad story at this point. The cover art is, <laughs> the cover art is different from the interior art. Okay. And the cover art of Black Cat is, is good. But the way she's drawn inside is really good. She has an athletic body, but not porn star body, mm-hmm. which is an important distinction that most comics mm-hmm. don't give women. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, dudes get the super athletic. It just happens mm-hmm. to be the same for in most cases for dudes. Like, yeah, uh, if you're super, you know, built and muscular with the strong shoulders and a broad chin and all that stuff, like, yeah, it just means you're healthy, you're athletic, you're powerful, you're mm-hmm. strong. For a woman to be the same. It's not like you can't have the porn star physique as well, but mm-hmm. it just it rings very false to me. And just the way Black Cat looks in this comic, I'm like, that looks like an like an actual powerful woman, and it mm-hmm. was, was really I thought it was sexy in a whole different way. That was one of my favorite things about the She-Hulk book when it <laughs> yeah. rebooted with Dan Slott. That the at least the first they kind of switched when other artists took on, but the first artist on it did like. No, she kind of looks like a female bodybuilder because yeah. she's very strong. Like she's a... Don't know if I want to read that. Hey, I know a story. Hey, no, no, no. That female bodybuilder look really scares the shit out of me. It, it looks like... It's an affront to you. Yeah, it looks, like a, it looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger had been stung by bees and had given him somehow larger nipples. Uh, yeah. But anyway, the comic. They did, they, they did that old 80s, 90s thing of like part two in Daredevil number eight on sale next week. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not reading Daredevil. Because yeah, and so now I'm like, well, maybe I'll go look on this Marvel app, and maybe they'll have it. And they just—I looked last week, and there were no Daredevil comics on there. I'm like, eh? from the new series, and I'm like, you're really missing the point here, guys. Because I want to read Daredevil. I'm not buying physical comics because my physical capacity to store comic books is over. Mm-hmm. I cannot have another long box, short box, not a single new issue. I'm going to find a way to keep buying Amazing. And the only way I can do it is to keep getting rid of old stuff. And like not, sad. And not old, like 80s, 90s, 70s stuff that I have, but like the 2000s 2005. stuff. 2005. Like, really? Yeah, that I'm like, this is out. Well, I already got some of your 2005 comics. Yeah, when I left Future Games Radar, I took boxes of stuff in. And I, I'm glad because I don't even know what I gave away anymore. Mm-hmm. But I was happy this time. Anyway, I went in and saw the Daredevil number 8 was there and 9 is there, which makes me guess, oh, they're going to keep doing Daredevil. So I'll probably keep buying Daredevil. Yeah. Uh, through the digital and reading it it was kind of tough because an iPad is is close to an actual size of a comic book page mm-hmm. but not quite so mm-hmm. it did feel unnatural reading the size of the print 
But then you can, you know, the tap in and do the panels that scroll around and I like, do like that. take you on a guided tour of the page, mm-hmm. yeah. which is kind of nice. It doesn't ruin jokes later in the page. I like that. Right. But you miss the splash of seeing the whole page and you follow the page. Like to me, that's part of it. And also mm-hmm. like the impact of the page on your eyes or even a, like two pages together. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, th- that's important. hard on a two on a, on a two-page spread, that's yeah. where it really gets But there. also the thing that I didn't realize would be a problem, but like turning the page, it doesn't tell you when you're on a new page now. You're just, you're zoomed in going from panel to panel. Oh, if you're doing the panel to panel yeah. thing, yeah, that's, now, that is a problem. And then I realize, I realize I'm now reading a story just like one box at a time, and mm-hmm. I don't have the sense of progression that I normally do. It's just all of a sudden the comic's over. Yeah, and I'm that like, is... And I'm like, wait, I don't, I don't like that at all. Like, When it's, it's in your hand, you know exactly, like, oh, I have three pages more. Yeah, three it's more. weird. I feel kind of lost, and I feel like I'm not processing the story properly because I'm too aware of the fact that I'm reading it on an iPad. Yeah. I just need to get used to it. Seems interesting. It seems Infinite's built to fuck with you in that sense yeah. as well, just because it's not going to... It doesn't need panels at all. Yeah. They can technically fade in the layer of somebody's face over yeah. the series of 70 pages because it has nothing to waste. Yeah, I feel like uh, I feel like they're still in their infancy, but I feel like digital comics infancy. could get to a place. I feel like they could get to a place where it's actually very well done. Um, and, and I'm interested, at least. The pricing is still kind of off Ooh, that's bad. I was ready to jump in, like, full force this week. But they're stu- they're $4? they're kind of screwed. They can't do it's. Fu- That's how much a comic book costs. It, I know man. this. I know this. But it's not like a crayon, a, a coloring book, and a set of crayons will cost me this amount of money. Draw something is ninety nine cents. I know it for yeah. As an app, if you consider buying a single issue, buying an app, then it should be That's ninety nine really, cents. Like, like buying two comics in a month would completely overshoot my monthly app and digital. Yeah purchase budget it's a lot of money uh, out of my video games it yeah, video i wish games. they could knock it down but they can't mostly because like brick and mortar stores i think is the big reason yeah. you know what and they could do they could still do like operate these under the steam aspect of like non-static prices prices that fluctuate like i think yeah. they do put things on sale i actually yeah. there's there's one thing i noticed on comiXology was that uh, like dc was doing it mm-hmm. but they just be like it's green lantern sale month and or oh, awesome. the justice league month that's and so awesome. Every Justice League comic that hadn't come out in the last couple of years were ninety nine cents. You could buy every single Justice League comic, and it was it made me buy a lot more. And I think I think they're going to. You'll see a lot more of that with once they have the library of old comics. Like people will pay three ninety nine to see the newest comic because they're I'm I'm like this dude. You're addicted to the soap opera. Mm-hmm. You want to see the newest thing right now, and you'll pay four dollars. If it's a series you follow, I wish I could just subscribe in some way to certain things. That would be nicer. It wouldn't mm-hmm. be. But anyway. yeah, I wanted to subscribe to Daredevil, and it's like they must buy each issue. Yeah. Um, all right, Man. but so this was a question of the week. Let's go to some reader response, uh, listener responses. Ooh. This is in the uh, LaserTimePodcast.com forums uh, in the comic wow. discussion one. Um, so let's first go with Lucky Seven. Um, he says, uh, "I made it a point in the previous thread that I read digitally." Or, a lot of comics aren't available in my region, and I have to read digitally with books that aren't Spider-Man or The Avengers. That said, I have bought physical books that I could find at stores that were uh, because I was a big enough fan of Grant Morrison's Arkham Asylum or Long Halloween or Absolute All-Star Superman. Um, let's see. Also, uh, James Howlett um, says that. Uh, how's he put it? However, I can, uh, when I consider the pros and cons of collecting, I start to see the benefit of digital sales for the industry and as a reader. Mm-hmm. And he goes on to talk about how 
you know, creators can have a lot more freedom being free, being free of the traditional monthly release schedule is would give uh, creators a lot more money to just do whatever they want. Like everybody's tired of just Mm -hmm. only DC and Marvel being popular, really. And and walking dead like that's it. Kind of. There's your, your, your shoes and, uh, and your, well, I uh, image is really starting to grow. It is, uh, dude, I'm a, I'm a boom. It's impressive. A boom is boom was way ahead of the curve on digital comics too. Yeah. They've had their own app forever. And like, and most first issues of everything is free. Yeah, they are, they, Boom is very smart. I was showing you on the on the Comicsology app how a lot of the collected editions were way cheaper than their, than yes. their print counterparts. Yes, so I, I take it some of that back because if I go get Comicsology and get a couple of uh, you know trades, essentially, mm-hmm. uh, I can bring them to any platform I want and get an iPad in good time. Not right now. I don't need to drop That's 500 true, yeah. bucks on a knife. There's a new iPad. They don't have, I think, a lot of HD comics just yet, but iPad's new Retina display... It's fucking sexy, dude. Uh, I saw, uh, what was it, like Runaways or something in there, mm-hmm. or Young Avengers. Something random was all HD comics. Yeah. And I thought about wow. buying it just to read it again. You should see, I mean, it's it's vibrant, dude. That retina display, it's it's night and day. I've had the iPhone 3G and 4S, and yeah, I love it. Um, HH, HXH21 mm-hmm. uh, says, a few years ago I was all about print. Loved it. Then I started to run out of space. So I bought an iPad and sold most of my collection. Now I use that and pirate most stuff? Oh, you bad person. I'll still buy something if I really enjoy it, like the Walking Dead trades or if a nice collection comes out. But being able to have most of my collection at my fingers, uh, tips, uh, anywhere is pretty pretty good. Uh, Indeed. Let's see. Uh, Only if they get money for it. No, yeah, I know. Yeah, the prof- I, just, I mean, profit, most pirate guys. Prof- most, most, prof- the profits on comics are razor thin. Like, you think so? Yeah, it's there. a pennies industry. Even, even, but even digitally, digital maybe. But I mean, they have to serve all that data. Like, I think they had to build that service. They're comfortable charging four dollars for a digital comic because they had to build that service. They had to make yeah. deals with a, a server, a, yeah. an online subscriber. But in a and couple, it probably of years, won't be profitable for a couple of years. It'll be totally unacceptable. Yeah, in a couple of years, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But it's still so new now that it's like, well, yeah, like know. they have like this is all brand new and like. But yeah, the money that they make is all off merchandising and the mm. trades and single issue stuff is not the way to go. Oh, uh, we have uh, this was a really interesting one. Smars, uh, he is, apparently is a comic creator himself. Oh, and draws his own comic, and so he is fully behind digital comics awesome. because the only um, the only plus he sees a, really in physical having a physical thing is to sell it at comic conventions. It's really hard to just get like sell. Have a booth at a convention to be like, um, here's a voucher for the digital version. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he says he's been self-publishing since 1998. In 2009, he went all digital because wow. it frees him of the burden of the money of the printing cost year after year. Wow. And uh, I think uh, his, let's see, his Our website is gobblyncomic.com. G-O-B-L-Y-N. Or, oh, Goblin Comics. <laughs> Sorry. Goblincomics.com. G O B L Y N comic.com. Uh, let's see, one more. Uh, let's go with Spades Slick. What? Uh, Spades Slick. Sounds kind of racist. Um, There's a pop pop gif in here. Thank you, uh, CJ12297. Uh, digital is good for series that you read to pass the time, print is great for those series that captivate you and are worth collecting. 
They each have their own merits, but the tactile feel of a comic will always be superior to staring at a screen, in my opinion. Mm. I agree. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. It's, it's, it's a tough place to be. Cause... And also, even buying a trade, though, doesn't really save much... Sp- it doesn't, it doesn't save, it doesn't space, save but... money or that much space, honestly. You're right. So, like, <laughs> I still don't get... I. There's like no solution that I actually it, like. For mm-hmm. me, it, trades present better on a shelf. Though. Yeah, they do, but I still am going to run into the same problem. If I only buy trades, I how still about, have the same. Eventually, I will run into the same problem. How about we buy single issues that we're super passionate about? This is an agreement we'll all make right now. Okay, um, and then we buy trades only digitally. Mm-hmm. What? I think it takes even longer for trades to show up digitally than they do in print form. <laughs> Oh man, I can't. I can. I'm never gonna be able to figure this out. It's tough, man. It's Shucks, like, guys. like I still buy Amazing Spider-Man month, uh, on the monthly issues. I, I, but well, like, Marvel and DC are still fig- figuring it out too. Like, I they're all. I'm basically using this to get an iPad HD immediately. I want to, and I do want to go all digital. I was showing you like just the uh, the Voodoo app on the PS3 and how good the movies are there. And normally, I'm, I'm still like, I want to see the Adventures of Tintin. I know I'm gonna fucking hate it. Uh, I know it's I'm never that bad. I know I'm never gonna watch it again. How about that? You never will. And I, I so I don't need to go to Best Buy. And what am I gonna get? The fucking Blu-ray with the digital copy, the DVD that I'll also never use. Yeah. And I'll get that for twenty dollars. Then I'm just trying. I know this Voodoo service is there. I'll pay six dollars to watch it once. And if I ever want to watch it again, I'll be like, oh derp. Should have got that Blu-ray, and by yeah. then the Blu-ray will be fucking ten dollars, and I won't have to care. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, even then, it's like if you do want to watch it again, then it, let's say it's another six dollars. You still only spent twelve. Yeah, and you still yeah. have not spent. You have to. We have to watch the movie over <laughs> like three point five times. And if we want to talk specifically about my personality, I said I paid for it already. I'm stealing it this time. <laughs> eh, it's a tough. Yeah, you're you're it's a, a, it's a it's you're a very anti-piracy thing. though. I I won't say I've never pirated a comic. That's not true. No, but you, I think in most every very sense of all, rare. all uh, IP, you're, you do not like piracy. I tell you, I try eh. and tell you to pirate all the time, and you don't. You won't. I generally am in the same group. I don't, I don't, know, want, I don't know why. I just don't. Look, I, if you want to, this is a much bigger conversation, but I do agree that like giant corporations get almost mm-hmm. all of the money, and you're not giving it much to the creators. Mm-hmm. I agree, but they're still getting a tiny something as opposed to nothing when mm-hmm. you steal. And for and I'm not saying this is for you as a pirate. No. I do think with a lot of pirates, it's just that when they say things like that, it's really like, well, you're really just a cheapskate. You're a cheap asshole who doesn't want to spend money. I just say that. It. Don't say you're fighting the man. Like, yeah, you just... That's you're just, a really good point. You're just yeah. used to getting shit for free because it's at your fingertips. Not, I think in game... It, with games, a lot of the mm-hmm. time, it is... Um, I want to try. I don't want to just jump into fifty, sixty dollars and hope I like it. Yeah, I think I in a demo that. isn't that's not cool either, especially mm-hmm. if you're a Sonic game. Um, <laughs> it, it's not. I, I want to try it before I buy it, but like it now. Now I think there's just a ton, ton of ways around that. Are there not around piracy? And I really do enjoy platforms like Steam and Comixology. That yeah, you want to try this series or get into it? We oh, it's a free weekend. How about that? Free yeah, that no the companies need to just think of better strategies. They need to they need to catch up with the now. Like I'll try anything if it's free for the most part. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I like that Steam and I, I Marvel should do that with a couple there. I think Marvel <laughs> with their biggest series should be it's just like look here, Amazing Spider-Man relaunched two years ago with mm-hmm. this big time story. Here's the first issue of it free. free. Just read it, mm-hmm. and this it's meant to be a jumping on point issue mm-hmm. that's supposed to get you to read the thirty that follow it. And then, and then boom, I've seen in the like first issues, or maybe it was just a month. Like it's a dollar. Every issue is a dollar. Mm-hmm. Every issue is one goddamn dollar. Okay, 
But ba- uh, so bad, that so that was uh, that was uh, your questions. Thank you very much for answering them in the comments. Here's this week's um, topic. Ooh. So um, with Avengers versus X Men coming out and the uh, Hulk versus Superman thing, it reminded me of just verses in general of like saying who would win in a fight, blank versus blank. But um, I wanted to tie it more into Avengers versus X Men overall. Mm-hmm. But I, mm-hmm. I, uh, the, here's a really interesting thing about Avengers vs. X-Men, though, that this, this is the weird way crossovers are going now. Like, for the longest time, I think for the last decade, you'd have these giant crossovers and they promise, like, no, this is A-level guys. Mm-hmm. This crossover is a great writer and one of the best artists around. But then it, by issue four of a seven-issue crossover, uh-oh, this artist is really falling behind and our crossover either has to have a new artist or is two months late. It's a stu- it's mm-hmm. it's shitty. So now, Avengers versus X Men is being written by five different guys, wow. and has has I think the same number or even more of artists. Like it's just shifting artists each issue, mm-hmm. but they're all A level artists. And I think I really like it because you end up getting mm-hmm. the best artists around, just a mix of them, mm-hmm. uh, guys who you'd normally have to wait all year for them to finally like launch a new product. Like so, and it also lets uh, Avengers vs X Men is twelve issues long, mm-hmm. but it's two a month, so it's a biweekly thing. So it's oh. done in six months. So yeah, I pref- much prefer that because every time, I don't know, it, it's not as bad as it was as, as it was. But like two thousand four through like two thousand eight, I felt mm-hmm. like every series I was reading was just six issue arcs. Yeah, Ev- everything. So it's like, so I get two stories a year. Uh-huh. And it takes, and then occasionally there's like a twelve part thing in there somewhere. I'm like, this is it for a year, and it takes and, forever. And it's like, and if I'm not, or like, here's Secret Invasion, and it's mm-hmm. however many issues Secret Invasion was. It's eight issues or whatever. Yeah. But it's like every issue is trying to up the ante and have a big story and a big cliffhanger. And I get to read it once a month, and it takes me like eight minutes to read it. Mm-hmm. And it's like and there's you no can't remember the cliffhanger I cannot remember because I, like if I'm doing my due diligence as a comic fan and reading a lot of comic books, I'm like. I'm scattered among like seven storylines that are each six issues long that are going to take half to most of the year to get through. It's too much and it's too scattered. So the idea of this coming out like twice a month is actually much more mm-hmm. digestible. Yeah. And the most interesting is another interesting thing about it though too that mm-hmm. so the the first issue or the main series Avengers versus X Men like is going to have those two uh, teams fighting, but it's also you know going to advance the story. But there's a side book that's almost as important. What? Like, there's a B level side book. Is it Frontline? No, it, there's only one side series. This one, and there's no Frontline this time. It's just A V X. And the point of them, like they've said, these are only to show the fights. Like the fights you'll like. It's annoying. Like in Civil War, in the main Civil War series, like they do focus on Cap versus uh, Iron Man. But then they have a side fight that gets like two panels, and you're like, I wanted to see who would win in the Human Torch versus yeah. uh, Luke Cage or whatever. Yeah. So that's what Avengers vs. or AVX is about. And so wanted to see how you guys weighed in on some of these matchups. So it's just issues that are just two characters fighting. Yeah, it's uh, they're basically like two artists. Each issue has two teams of writers and artists doing a separate story each, like. So it's like Spider-Man versus Colossus is half of it. Huh. And then The Thing versus Namor is half of it. Weird. So let's weigh in on those real quick. So first off with the Colossus, you need to understand, and you 
since you're not reading X-Men right now, you didn't know this. Colossus has the Sidorak powers now, and he's Juggernaut. He's oh, Colossus he got, and Juggernaut. Oh, so huh? he got the gem or something? Yeah, he he got the he got the Crimson Gem of Sidorak, and now he has the Juggernaut powers. He's got a big bald head, and he's like beefier than ever before. But yeah, huh. so so Spider Man versus Juggernaut plus Colossus, like that sounds like Spider Man can't. Well, it's one of those matchups that's so different. It's like, well, I also don't envision someone like that ever hitting Spider-Man. Yeah. And to be clear, Spider-Man has fought Juggernaut many times and got away. Mm. Like, the odds of him... Like, the thing is, if he escapes... If he's literally Juggernaut, well, no, he can't stop him, period. Thing would have a hard time stopping him. Mm -hmm. Like, let alone Spider-Man. But, like, there was, like, a thing in Secret War, I think, number three, where Spider-Man fights most of the X-Men. Yeah, yeah. And it's a really cool showcase of like, well, yeah, if you're in this close quarters thing, the X-Men can't use their crazy powers, and mm -hmm. Spider-Man's bouncing off the walls, and it's like they can't really get a beat on him. Yeah. And Colossus, I think, was among them, so I'm like, oh, well, if it's just Colossus, then yeah, Spider-Man's going to... And Nightcrawler, I remember that too, like Nightcrawler could keep up with him somewhat, but Spider-Man had his spider sense on his side, and yeah. yeah. I always said in like Spider-Man versus Wolverine, like it's kind of, Spider-Man can't beat Wolverine, but... If Spider-Man doesn't want to be touched, Wolverine there's can't no, There's touch nothing him. he can do. Yeah. And I think somewhere in there, Logan said, like, oh, yeah, Pete could totally, like, pull my arm out of my pull my arm out of its socket if he wanted mm. to, but I know he won't. Yeah. He can't, like, break my arm. He can't break his arm because of adamantium, but, like, mm. he could do more damage than he knows. And, like, Wolverine was just giving him some, like, no, you could tear people up. You just don't. Yeah. I thought that was kind of a cool aside. And but, it's true. He doesn't. That's um, also what I say about, like, Superman versus the Hulk, that, like, if Superman wanted to kill the Hulk, he just flies him in the sun yeah. and throws him there. Yeah. But he's not going to do that. Yeah. Like, well, that's also a boring story. Yes. Um, um, so, but I think, yeah, that's like, well, yeah, Spider-Man is not going to stop that. There's no way. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless he has some kind of, like, science thing on his side where, like, he thinks of something he could do. Yeah. Like, get him in cement or something. That's, I don't know. Uh, the old cement. Yes. There's also um, the, the Thing versus Namor. Like, Ooh. In that one, I do think Namor would then... Like, Namor's a cheater. Like, a former partner. Namor would grab a thing and, and like, bring him underwater to his world until the thing drowned or whatever. Probably. Wait, how does the thing react in water? He should just... Well, I don't know. He would just go sink to the, to the bottom, the bottom right? yeah. And the thing does need to breathe. He does need uh, to breathe, for sure. Yeah, yeah. That, and that's, like, yeah, if they're out of water, I mean, Namor is very strong, but, like... Mm-hmm. And does he have to recharge? After he's s- got flight too. He can fly, but like, does he? Is he like Aquaman, where he's if he's out long? No, time? water. No, he's he's just a mutant that's really good in water and can breathe underwater, but he doesn't need water. I see. Okay, so yeah, I mean, on ground, that's a pretty good fight. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, it's it's a kind of matchup too. Like I never even imagined. Like yeah, but yeah, underwater. I mean, it's like well, yeah, I mean, thing can't breathe. So yeah, Namor joined the X Men pretty recently, and then uh, wow. Who hasn't he been involved with as a group? Well, uh, he's he's their oldest character. Like mm-hmm. him and he, the original Human Torch are Marvel's oldest character. So mm. he's been around. Um, another one is Iron Man versus Magneto. <coughs> and Magneto's on the X Men too now. You should yeah. You should know. I'd uh, mm. with that one. First off, you'd have to figure like Iron Man. We'll start the fight saying like, "Why well, have anti magnet powers on my iron armor?" So well, he. Much like Doom, I think 
doesn't Iron Man by now have some kind of like mutant dampening? Yeah, he thing? probably does. Well, also his armor is like techno organic. Yeah, anyway, it's not so. even the same thing anymore. Uh, so, so if he can't, mm. so if he lost that edge, like Magneto doesn't have that edge. Are we still talking like, about character versus character? Yeah. Okay, that's the question. Yeah. Yes, character right, versus right. character, and like this is going somewhere. <laughs> anyway, but I think. Uh, I don't know. I think Iron Man's going to win that one. I feel like lately they've like chumpified Magneto or a little like. He's... Yeah, I kind of feel like Magneto should win just because I do feel like they've. These days, like he's just become like a li- like he became a member of the X Men and like working with them. Like, come on, guy, you're you're fucking Magneto. Like you should be ruling the world. Like, it annoys me. You're thinking like Magneto, buddy. <laughs> Why well, should? I'm happy that he joined the X Men. They had another one. Another matchup is is Captain America versus Gambit. So that one, I'm like, come what? on, come on, Gambit. You're not gonna. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, I was trying to pair off Captain America with somebody in my head. Well, like he's fought practically everybody. The final battle is going to be Captain America versus Cyclops. Oh, is this, but we, are we do we have to think within the confines of like X Men and? Um, well, this is all Avengers. from the comics. These are all happening in the comics. Okay, but I don't have to. Use, I don't have to pull from the Avengers or the X Men when I think about mine. Oh yeah, yeah. I do. Well, like, well, no, no, okay, okay. but uh, but yeah, I think Cap would. Cap's definitely going to beat Gambit. Like well, Gambit's yeah. not a good enough fighter, and then it also is going to come down to like Cyclops versus Cap as well. But I think again, Cap's got the edge on fighting, and yeah. you can deal with a guy that shoots lasers. Like who yeah. is Ant Man going to fight? Mm, I don't know. Wasp. Mm, Wasp. Who is Wasp also lady. an Avenger somehow, but a mutant. So. And it gets comp. She's dead right now, anyway. Oh, who cares? Um, I'm trying to think of another diminutive. Uh, yeah. a diminutive X Men. Can fight Puck. <laughs> yeah, Puck versus X Men. That'd be fun. Just... Ooh, I wonder who the Beast will fight. Sasquatch. Mm, yeah. Oh, wait, on that side. <laughs> on the <laughs> Avengers side. Uh, you know. but so, then, what's your question? I guess what you're leading Well, and to. then uh, one mm-hmm. more, though, I want to see what you guys thought. Like, it seems like. Wolverine has to choose between the X-Men and Avengers. I think he'll mm. like first side with the Avengers and then side with the X-Men. And so then you get the end of the book is Captain America versus Wolverine. So I wonder who would win that fight because it's just like I don't know, it all just starts ringing so false cuz I'm like, yeah, they're not going to fight to the death. Wolverine is not going to try to kill Captain America. That fight's mm-hmm. going to be like two pages mm-hmm. and, to a standstill. And they're going to be like Someone's going to say something inspiring or think of the children. And then you're right. We should stop fighting. But I'm not coming back on your team for two years. Boy Scout. If, yeah. And then off he goes to the X-Men. It's like, yes, I can call this from like a year ahead of time. Like, <laughs> like story-wise. But are we really just talking like I'm more interested when we talk about characters who we think could be, who could beat up who. We're, go- we're going schoolyard here. Yeah, yeah. So that's I, I wanted to use that as a start. Like, let's each just talk about a couple of like fights we want to see. May I? And I know it's happened before, uh-huh. but um, it just goes back to two characters I loved growing up, and it was just Hulk and Thing, and they've yeah. they've, they've been drawn to be of similar sizes. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I know that I know it varies whoever's drawing them, but um, I always do consider them the same, roughly the same roughly, size. Roughly, but uh, I always see the thing is a little more squat. I see the well. Uh, I see the thing is more has heavier. Like maybe Hulk's limber yeah. and everything, but like things got to be harder to toss and move. Yeah, yeah, lower center of gravity. Though they, the last time they, the last time I can remember them fighting was in World War Hulk, mm-hmm. and in that one it was like three pages where like things like it's clobbering time. He hits the Hulk pretty hard, and the Hulk's mm-hmm. like, Bleh. and 
shrugs it off and then punches the thing and like the thing's jaw breaks and it's just like down. breaks off almost mm. like he he took the thing down easy the thing so. the, the thing i should say is one of my favorite characters uh, i love the, the thing. universe His design and, is awesome like he's, yeah. he's great he's great i think i have thing number one from long long ago the 80s or something yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh one of my favorite uh, terrible the, comic he's on alien world a lot yeah that was post secret wars mm-hmm. uh one of my favorite ones i wish would happen they did have a crossover but i don't think anything real conclusive happened was Daredevil and Batman. Ah. Because they're both pretty similar, like, power levels, yeah. operate in similar worlds. Like, I feel they're both highly trained, mm-hmm. but I, I, you know, I always side with Batman on that because I think, like, just in even Daredevil's comics, like, Daredevil gets his ass kicked a lot, you know? <laughs> he can take a beating. Well, yeah. I don't know, though, because, I mean... If you're just going by their power set, it's like, well, a whole bit with Daredevil is he can read moves. And yeah. Batman has a shitload of equipment just to be how Daredevil is naturally. That's true. That is true. Well, Daredevil's got his billy club, which lets him, like, swing Billy around. club, but, like, yeah, like, he was saying, like, he can kind of call moves before they happen, like, reading body language, but then also his, his enhanced senses, like, mm-hmm. reading the heart rate, reading the, the pressure of the air in the room because a guy started to throw a punch and his reactions have been built around that over years so like mm-hmm. if Batman starts to throw a punch it's like Daredevil kind of already knows that he's throwing a punch that's true so like I did really like in the uh, in the second issue of the Mark Wade Daredevil like Cap throws his shield at him and like Daredevil's like oh it's a shield and he totally just spins into it and catches his shield and then just like is running around with Captain America's shield like yeah. almost taunting him like I can catch a shield. Come on. That sounds kind of awesome. Yeah, it was a cool moment. And that's uh, the kind of thing where I'm like, yeah, Daredevil versus Batman. It's like, I don't think it's as clear cut as people would think. Because yeah. people want to say, Daredevil's stupid. I like, think the problem. Incorrect. I think the problem with most versus fights when you go like, yeah. blank versus Batman. Yeah. The problem with the blank versus Batman fights is everybody's like, well, then he pulls out instant win out yep. of his... Bra- and and his... he consults his instant win computer. Well, the or... joke is always he... that Batman has time to plan. That yeah. was always the joke. Or he pulls uh, just bullshit out of his utility belt. Like, well, when he fights Daredevil, maybe it's tough for a while. But then he pulls out the sound-dampening deafener <laughs> machine yeah. out of his utility belt. Which he would belt. carry with him at all times. Yeah. Oh, the, the bat shark repellent. I'm thinking of the TV show, but that actually mm-hmm. that is totally listed. It had a font and everything. But if Batman... Yeah, if if Daredevil just dropped well, on Batman, like yeah, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't would... he wouldn't be able to tell he was blind. He wouldn't be able to tell mm-hmm. that his hearing is super sensitive. Mm-hmm. Like in, in a split second, like it would take a while. Mm-hmm. Eventually, sure, Batman would beat everybody. Yeah. Eventually, yeah. that's a, essentially how he does it. He gets his ass kicked, goes back home to the cave, puts some DNA in the compute rar. Which is what a rich kid would do. He's yes. like, oh, you guys got me with squirt guns, so I'm going to go buy every super soaker, and I'm going to come back to your house, and then I'm going to shoot you with two liters of soda. I have never heard that pejorative a description of Batman in my entire life. That's literally that what does, it is. That does remind me of the kids who buy the yes! fanciest yeah. super soaker. Yeah. You get them with like little pistols you got at the grocery store for 99 cents, and they run up, mm. oh, I'm mad, and they come back with... <laughs> But the, the super soaker that's like the giant backpack the, Yeah, the of water. backpack with a hose hooked up to it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I want to come over and play. Yeah, you're all dead. It's like, it's yes, so you stupid so rich kid would do that. Yeah, it's not that I'm ashamed of doing a podcast out of the house. It's just this is the one I least want anybody to walk by the door and hear us talking. <laughs> uh, well, um, uh, so, Brett, what's one of yours? I don't know. I really oh, well, can't. how about this? I was, well, I I was curious. You know, if you if you don't if you can't go there right now, I'm I thinking can't. of like I, I was. I don't know why I was just thinking Marvel, but I, you know I'm most familiar with Marvel characters. Uh huh. I was trying to think of someone to set Spawn up with, mm. but I would rather see, like, who would you like to see beat up Spawn? 
<laughs> well, I'd like to see lots. Spider-Man can beat up Spawn. Think I think so. Oh, well, well no, no, the, they... the chainy, webby kind of thing. And, yeah, and... chains and webs. and mm-hmm. well, I, well, just based on their histories yes, together. Yes, their history is, together. Of, yeah. Spider-Man gee, versus Spawn. Know. You can call it Spawnderman. Yeah, but they've given Spawn. Spawn. Yes, you should not. <laughs> uh, well, if you're going to bring in image characters, too, I'd like to see, like, say... Savage Dragon versus the thing. Like, eh. Mm, eh, I was thinking of Savage Garden. (laughs) Savage Garden versus Mm. Soul Asylum. Who would win? Truly, madly, deeply. (laughs) Eh. Elson, you got nothing? When you were a little kid, who do you want to see? Or have they done it already? Everything's... I have Mm. nothing. Like, literally, when you ask me, I'm a blank slate. I don't Mm. even know anymore. Well, there was another one. Sometimes they... Like almost all of them have happened, but like I've read, I've like, read a billion threads about every conceivable matchup. Well, okay, ha- what about Goku Superman? I don't yes. care. <laughs> what about somebody from Darkstalkers? I don't care. What you called the Fraggle Rock of the game? It is the Fraggle universe. Rock of the fighting game community. <laughs> or here's Doesn't another. Make it bad. No, it's a compliment. Just accurate. Here's another one that always happens. I just read Fear itself, and it happened again, and it where it was. It, Fear Itself was okay. We're not going to stop recording until we get one out of you, Elson. But in Fear Itself, it was Thor versus Hulk was a whole issue. Yeah. But it's actually kind of cool because, like, you thought they were just setting up Thor versus Hulk, and it was Thor versus the possessed Hulk and possessed thing. Yeah. So he had to fight both of them, which was pretty cool, I thought. He kills the thing. He just throws the... Like, at some point, the thing and him are fighting. He's like, Mr. Grimm, I... I don't want to do this. Like he's like, all right, fine. And he just throws Majolnir through thing and uh, kills him. All right. And then so then it's him versus Hulk, and they're like smashing each other for like three okay. pages. It's really good, I thought. And then basically Thor go like charges up all his power, hits him as hard as he can, yeah. and it's just Hulk into space. And he's like, oh, Hulk's in space, so you win by count out. Like yeah. it's it's such bullshit when you throw Hulk into space, like. You're not going to knock Hulk out. I get it, but like, right. I don't know. I hate when that happens. Uh, I don't know. I I, I, I liked what uh, there was a McFarlane era issue when it was Aww. it touched on uh, the Green Goblin versus Hobgoblin. Really? Oh, I never. I it's a really cool one. cover too, and uh, I don't. I haven't read it in probably close to twenty years. But as a kid, I was. I loved that, and I would just like to see. And I know the Hobgoblin scenario is really weird now too. But like, yeah, classic Hobgoblin versus you know Norman Osborn. That's that's a pretty cool fight. That yeah, actually was, villain fights in general. Like, yeah, uh, I was going to assign you one uh-huh. where you would have to talk about it for two minutes. Jesus, are you willing to take such an exercise? Uh, it's mine. No, no, I'm no? okay. I'm okay. I also on. just a lot of the cosmic stuff I enjoy, like watching Silver Surfer and Thanos fight. I know that's a regular matchup, uh-huh. but like that level of stuff. So then like. Like when Doom and Thanos get in scraps, it's really... I'd like to see them actually go at it really hard. Yeah, yeah. Or I liked them in Nova, they had like Silver Surfer versus Nova, which I thought that was was pretty cool. Though the point of that fight was just like a Silver Surfer is untouchable. Like he's super duper powerful. Yeah, he's... uh, I was going to assign you Howard the Duck versus Donald Duck, which has never been more possible. Um, yeah, and it's all under one roof. Mm-hmm. I feel like Donald has proven he's a lot more indestructible than, uh, <laughs> than Howard. So I'm going to have to go with Donald. On that ah, you said this. I, th- I really thought I was about to get my ass handed to me as a Disney fan. You're like, what? oh, please. 
Oh, Howard. No, one, one duck is, is surly and smokes a lot, and the other one is, you're right, has survived. Even like from World War II on, has yeah. shown he's you. Been a, he's exploded so yeah. many times. Yes. He's been like also like. I just like feel like he has the suffocated. almost Hulk level anger to push him through everything. <laughs> yeah. Well, meanwhile, like Howard the Duck is known for like being hard luck and like a kind of a loser almost. That was true. So yeah, definitely Donald. All right, let's. Are you All right. Wanting to ask the people. So that question? yeah, I was gonna say what uh, you know, cross company, cross all that stuff. What has been like either one you want to see or one that you and your friends have talked about all the time? What are your favorite versus matchups? Who is the only one who could wield Torch Hammer from the DC crossover? Um, Superman. 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 Mm-hmm. Basically, in JLA versus Avengers, it ended with all the Avengers, everybody down but Superman. And then Superman was holding Cap's shield in one hand and Thor's hammer in the other hand. Yeah. But also in that one, Captain America like beat Thor. Like it was supposed right. to be the definitive thing of like they almost are killing each other, but Superman beats Thor with kind of a lame line where Thor's like Thor's about to smash Superman's face in with his yeah. hammer. Superman catches his hammer in yeah. his palm and then Cat and then Thor goes no one in the nine worlds can stop this. And then Superman goes, well, on my planet, I guess the dial goes to 11. And then yeah. punches him and knocks him out. <laughs> which, which is also like the hammer. And no, they, just no. And it did not. That bothered me because I'm like, you've established that magic is one of his weaknesses. Yeah. And that, that hammer is fucking magic. It's really mega magic. super magic. It's really magic. Well, all right. <laughs> but I did, I did like the Cap Batman fight in that. Well, that's yeah. appropriate. They didn't fight that much, but I liked they fight what for they, one page and I, it looked really cool. I liked what they did with it because to mm-hmm. me, I was like, thank you for giving Captain America the proper respect. Yeah. That they would not win. There would be no victory in that mm-hmm. battle. It would go on forever and eventually Batman would lose because Cap can fight forever. Mm-hmm. But I, they're both also smart enough to realize, oh, the people are trying to play us, aren't they? Yeah. Like, that's, I thought that was really amazing. Whereas the other team members, like even Superman, would just be like, there's a struggle I need to fight. I'll save mm-hmm. it. Don't Whereas worry. Batman would be more like, why? Or why is there a struggle? Yeah. I like that. So that, I thought that was really cool. JLA versus if you want to see a lot of fights, you see JLA versus Avengers. Yeah, you want to see it. In Wonder true, Woman beat up Hercules, and in true DC fashion, <laughs> watch it go off the rails at the very end. We're like, what? Are, what's happening? Well, issue yeah, issue two is in my opinion the yeah. best issue because issue one sets it up. Two is issue the, two is the fight issue. Yeah. Then issue three is like a weird crossover world something. <laughs> then issue four is when they gets mega cosmic and they fight all the villains and. And it's like, what is happening? It gets really cornball. The anti, it's like anti monitor and the gamester or something. The game master, a uh, Krona. Is, there, is, there, is that a collected? Is that yeah, collected it's been or? collected. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe you'll see a link time. on the LaserTimePodcast.com. Because I sort of need to see it now. We've talked about it for years. I All right, guys. Uh, so thanks for listening again. We'll see you next Thursday after Laser Time Podcast and VG Empire. Everybody, Ooh, hold most, your dick. Mostly com. every other week. And please follow me on Twitter. H e n e r e y g. I refuse to change it. And Brelston on Twitter, as you know. Okay. All right. I'm good. All right. Chris is good. All right. Excelsior.
The following has been a Laser Time production. Find out more, go to batmanthepodcast.com. <laughs>